you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. And look who's back with us for another edition of In the Huddle. Playoff version, guys. It's the divisional round. Carl Dukes put him up. Brian Baldinger. And of course, our man Nick Costos. You better you bet. Let's talk about this weekend, Nick. Because I'm looking at the lines. You always talk about making these lines and how you look at these lines. And I'm going, okay, the Giants. I know the Eagles are the dominant team. And I'm looking at all the info and I'm going, why do I like the Giants to possibly cover this weekend? Am I out of my mind? Well, I'll say this, and like I'm, I, I would guess that you guys both probably agree with this at this point. So I'm a Giants fan, and I'm watching the game this past weekend, and it dawns on me like pretty early in the game, like this team is is actually good. Like the Giants, you mean are like good. from the opening drive, Nick, from the <laughs> first first drive of the game, we went well, right course, down the field against right the down the field, the end but zone. but it kind of like strikes me like okay, I know the names are not exactly of the household variety. Hodgins, Richie James, and Slayton's been around for a little bit, right? The wide receivers are good. Like, these receivers are all good. Now, Slayton obviously has issues with drops. Hodgins is good, was obviously on the Buffalo practice squad and poached him. Buffalo probably wishes they still had him, right? Like, Richie James is a good slot receiver. Slayton's a good deep threat. The line is good. Saquon's good. Daniel Jones is good. The defense is good. The coaches are good. The Giants are good. So that was the first thing that struck me was I think we kind of need to, and I'm not saying you guys necessarily, but just like the media as a whole needs to dispense with the narrative that Brian Dable is basically waving a magic wand and making this all happen. Like the team is actually talented. Like the team is actually good. So point spread wise here. And Carl, I love the way you set that up. So I think this is, I think this is the way that like people should think about betting on games. It's not like, Oh, well I watched the games and the Eagles are going to kill them. Like we can all have our opinions. We all love and watch sports, but like, the point spread matters. We're not picking who's going to win the game necessarily. Who's going to cover the spread? So these two teams played a couple of weeks, a couple months ago at MetLife at the Giants house, right? Philly closes in that game a seven and a half point favorite at the Giants. Philly bludgeons them in the game, whatever. The result doesn't necessarily matter. So the implication is that Philadelphia on a neutral field is like eight and a half points better than the Giants or nine. And then if the game goes to Philly where the Eagles have a pronounced home field advantage, we're more than 10. Then you bake in home field advantage a week off and it's a playoff game and it gets even more significant, the advantage. That's why like having like being the number one seed is such a big deal. It gives you a huge advantage in a game against a team that played the week before. And the spread is exactly the same as it was when they played two months ago at MetLife. So something's up here. It's one of two things. And I'm not going to claim to have the answer. Sports betting is not about fortune telling. It's about probability, right? So I'm not claiming that I have the right answer. I'll give you my opinion, and maybe you guys feel differently. Mm -hmm. It's one of two things. Either one, this is organic interest, and like the Giants are just that much better now. And the Giants are really just that good, right? Coupled with Philly kind of stumbling down the stretch a little bit, albeit without Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Or, and this is what I think, I think that this is betters, professional betters, people with influence in the betting market, legitimate pessimism that Jalen Hurts is actually 100% healthy. I understand that he's practicing in full on the injury report, and I'm, they're saying he's good to go. Also, at the end of the week in, in week 18, he was also off the injury report, and then after the game said he's not fully healthy. So maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's just like this the third time they're playing, and it's a lot of respect for the Giants. I think this point spreads nuts. Now, just because I won with Dallas on Monday does not mean that Philly has to win and cover on Saturday night, but like Dallas should have been like a four-point favorite at Tampa, and they weren't. They were two and a half. Now, again, 
the result is immaterial. It's a point spread conversation, right? I think Philly needs to be 10 in the game. They're seven and a half. Something's up here. So I can't really give great betting advice before this game starts because what if it starts and Jalen Hurts is just like, he doesn't look good. He's not healthy. Or if he looks great, they're going to steamroll them. So I would say if people out there, if you like the Giants in this game to cover the spread, just bet the Giants to win the game. Just bet them to win. Well, you know, the, th- the thing is, Nick, like Jalen Hurts got hurt in week 15 in Chicago, you know, at the end of the third quarter. So really, he hasn't been healthy since week 15. And they really haven't played dominant football. They put up 34 against the Cowboys. They were in a game. It was a good game. Um, without, him. but they really haven't played dominant football in five weeks. And so whether he's healthy or not healthy, when you go a five week stretch in this business now, and you're not playing your best football, the way we're watching the giants play their best football or Jacksonville play their best football. When you're not playing your best football and it's obvious you're not, and you're not just putting up points like they did against the giants when they put up 48 in week 14, when you're not doing that, then, then it goes, well, can they just turn it on? Can they just, put their gas pedal down and just maybe you can. I mean, it remains to be seen, but the execution that we were used to seeing when Jalen was the, you know, the unanimous, almost MVP, him and Mahomes, you know, you can't really say that right now. And the fact is, is that when he first got hurt, he really thought he separated his shoulder, like just the initial injury. Now it wasn't separated. That's what gave everybody in Philadelphia optimism, but the player thought, Oh, this is going to be bad. That's, that's the initial injury. Now, I don't know when these things help, you know, are healthy. Um, you know, when week 18, when we played the Giants, Wink Martindale basically said, look, we know he's just going to try to protect himself. And he did. He went down. He threw the ball away. A lot of things we haven't seen him do because it was all about the playoffs. And I understood all that. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what Wink does this week. Because last week, he blitzed very little against Minnesota um, after blitzing all the time against the Eagles. So, you know, and they, they, got, their, they got healthier, Nick. You know, Lawrence, you know, Big Cat Williams and Dexter Lawrence are going to play together up front. You know, you got Xavier, um, you got Xavier back. You know, in the safety position, you've got a Dory Jackson back. You know, like you've got players back right now in chess pieces. You give this coordinator Wink Martindale chess pieces, like that guy's going to make. He's going to make some. He's going to allow these guys to make some plays. I, I got to give props to Wink too. I know you guys saw this, where he basically said, "Look." I appreciate the interest in other jobs and these organizations and these owners reaching out to me, but I'm going to focus on the game this weekend. And if we get to a point where we can talk great, and he was talking about his loyalty to to the Giants organization and the ownership, I just thought it was really cool because, you know, everybody gets caught up, guys, in job opportunities. I got to go interview. We've had this conversation, Baldy, since we're talking about the Giants, guys. And, and, and this matchup against the Eagles and, and from a point spread and a gambling standpoint with Nick. But I just thought what he said was so prevalent. Like, look, they gave me an opportunity. We got a chance to go win on Sunday. And I'm not worried about all these other interviews right now. And if we get to it, great. But I just thought the way he laid it out was so real. Well, it, it's a great point, Carl and Nick, because here's the deal. is Like, I remember talking to Wink. I'm, I'm pretty close. and We text all the time. But I remember seeing him this summer. And I said – what do you got in Dexter Lawrence? And he says to me, because, you know, he's 350 pounds at the top, you know, f- top of the draft in the first round four years ago. He goes, I'm going to tell you this right now, Baldy. If Dexter Lawrence isn't in the Pro Bowl this year, it's my fault. And so to answer your, to, to add to what you're saying is he's invested in his players. Right. The last thing the players want is for him to go to Arizona and interview while they're in a playoff run. Like, 
they, like he's not going to do that to his players. He won't do it. It's about his players. They believe in him. He believes in them. So let's let's finish the deal. So I, I just think that's how Wing thinks. Giants are dangerous. I'm with you, Nick. You want to add something else, Nick? I, yeah, just like Kafka kind of said the same. And I love like the Giants coaches basically as a whole. Kafka getting yeah. a lot of interest as well. Um, a lot of people have banged on Dave Gettleman, including me. And he was a terrible, I think, in my as a Giants fan, hiring a coaches, coaching staffs, right? But like that Beckham trade got lambasted here locally in New York. Like Dexter, Giants won that trade with the way that this is shaking out with how good Dexter Lawrence has been. And it's the last thing, Carl, just um, with Eagles and Chiefs, a lot of people will want to tease Philadelphia and Kansas City basically to win the game because of the uncertainty with Hurts. But what you guys are talking about, the Giants being competitive, I think that is a bad idea. I would not recommend that from a betting perspective this weekend, teasing Kansas City and Philly. All right, let's move on. The Cowboys... 49ers spread wise. It's the closest game of the weekend, right? We're talking about four points, guys. Everything else, Nick is talking about it. seven and a half, nine, five and a half. Cowboys are only a four point dog against the 49ers. Short week for them, Nick. From a betting perspective, we're looking at this and we're going, okay, all right, does that matter? This looks like a normal week for the Cowboys if they had played on a Monday night and now they got to go play this weekend. I don't think that's a big deal. What do you think about this number? Uh, the point spread is is totally. I, I think the point spread is basically fine everywhere, and I think this becomes like bet your opinion stuff. Point spread's totally good. If it ever went, I like Dallas in the game. That's my opinion. That I think Dallas can win the game. I'm not going to be like I have a point. Like I, I'm going to bet Dallas because of this. I like Dallas in the game as a football fan and like a football <laughs> observer. I that I like the Cowboys in the game. So that that's my opinion. The point spread is completely right. If it ever went to three. And there were points yesterday where it looked like this might get bet down interest in the Cowboys and San Francisco would be a three-point favorite. I'm just saying, like, I I wouldn't necessarily think this way, but I know from the people I deal with that professional bettors, like really sharp bettors, would bet San Francisco minus three. Now, that is not a message to, like, the listeners that, like, if it ever goes to three that you should do that. Professional bettors lose all the time. Like, again, this is not (laughs) fortune-telling. It's probability, right? So it's not like, oh, San Francisco's three. The pro likes it. I like it, too. You have to like the bet also. Like, anything can happen once the game starts, right? Anything can happen. So point spread-wise, I like Dallas in the game. That's my opinion. What I will tell you guys, my favorite bet in this game is, and Baldy and I talked about this on Wednesday on my show, You Better You Bet. I love the over in this game. I love it. And maybe I'm I'm a square here and it's a square bet. I don't care. Um, Jared Stidham tore this Niners secondary up in week 17. I thought David Blau, like it was the Cardinal C team, moved the ball a little bit on this Niners secondary in the air in week 18. The Seahawks were driving to take the lead with five minutes left in the third quarter. Fumble. Metcalf ripped them up this past weekend. Like, why can't... I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win. Why can't Dak move the ball through the air on this defense? Now, the protection's got to hold up here. And Jason Peters didn't practice yesterday. But I think the Cowboys just decide Tyler Smith and McGovern plays guard. I think the Cowboys' offensive line can hold up. I think Dak can move it down the field. The Niners' offense is basically like defense-proof. Purdy's going to get the ball, and he's going to put it in the hands of a guy who's electric after the catch. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. I think this might be the highest scoring game of the week. I love the over in this game with the Cowboys and the Niners. What, what, is the over 46, Nick? What's Four, yeah, it's, it's, it's 46 just for context. And like the Chiefs Jaguars total should be higher. The Chiefs Jaguars total is a full touchdown higher, 53. Wow. Yeah, I'm with you on the over. I'm, I'm with you. I, I think this could, you know, the rain came down to San Francisco. It was a wet field. Traction was a little uh, spotty. Uh, it's not going to be like that. I mean, I think this can be a fast track, and I can see this thing turn into a track meet. I, I can see these teams going up and down the field. 
Guys, we're talking with Nick Costos. You better, you bet. Carl Dukes, put him up. My man, Brian Baldinger, will break down some more of the games as we look ahead coming up here. But we want to get the spreads, the numbers, how this looks from Nick's perspective. All right, how are you looking at this Bills-Bengals game? Because it's interesting in so many ways. And then you add on the point spread. So I'm looking at this, and, and Nick, I'll be honest with you. I like the Bengals, okay? You talk about feelings and how I'm looking at this game. If we go back a few weeks ago, prior to the DeMar Hamlin, you know, uh, uh, injury, guys, the Bengals moving the ball, they were pretty much doing what they wanted to do. It kind of felt like things were going to go their way. Obviously, we don't know how the game plays out. But I'm liking the Bengals, and I like the number. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people will look at the point spread and like Cincinnati in this instance. Um, since he currently about a five or a five and a half point road underdog at Buffalo. And again, like we all, we all watched Joe Burrow last year, you know, go on the road in Tennessee at the one seed, get sacked nine times, still win the game down 21, three at halftime against the chiefs at Arrowhead, win the game in overtime and maybe win the super bowl. If Aaron Donald doesn't turn into Superman on, on the final play of the game. So it's tough to bet against Joe Burrow in this spot for me. This is Buffalo or nothing in the game. Like I would not bet Cincinnati at anything. If it were six, I would like step in and that is where I think there would be resistance and betters would come in and bet Cincinnati plus six. So I think we hang out in this five, five and a half range. Five is a dead number, meaning that games almost never land five with the mathematics of the NFL. Right. So like five doesn't. That's a good point. So like we'll, we'll hang in this range close to six without getting, without getting to six. So point spread conversation here, right? Regardless of what happens like before DeMar Hamlin, obviously like collapsed the threat. Thank God he's doing better. The game closed Buffalo minus two and a half in Cincinnati. The implication is that Buffalo is three and a half or four points better on a neutral field. Now Buffalo's hosting the game. Crazy home field advantage, like obviously in Buffalo in a playoff game. That gets you here to close to six. Um, I think my personal opinion, and I actually think I'm right about this, and it may not matter because Burrow's such a singular talent that can keep the game close or win it. I think Buffalo's actually a lot better than Cincinnati. And like the the conversation and like the narrative has kind of been, well, Buffalo, Cincy, and Casey are all like the same team with the same rating. I, I disagree with that big time. I think Buffalo is the best of the three teams. I, I can't wait to bet Buffalo against Casey if we get there in the AFC championship game. So like, <laughs> listen, maybe Cincy covers the spread. Like I think the point spread's right. My opinion is, is that Buffalo wins the game and probably covers. I think it's really close to call. Um, so I, I wouldn't bet Cincy just because, well, the point spread feels too big. Like the point spread is correct in my estimation. Just a quick note on the total. It's sitting at 48. It was 50 a couple days ago. It's bet down because there is potential inclement weather in the forecast. I want to shock, right? Sunday Sunday afternoon in outdoors Buffalo. in Buffalo in January. Yeah. So snow right now in the forecast in the second half, wind expected throughout the game. Weather is very fickle. We thought there was going to be a monsoon on Saturday in San Francisco. The game starts and like there's no weather and like the field's a little wet, but whatever. Like it's not raining or windy during the game. So just like word of caution, just make sure you know what the weather is going to be before you bet the total. Because if it's really windy, A, it favors Buffalo in the game big time. So, like, that that needs to be said for uh, as well. Um, if it's windy, the game's going to go under. If it's not windy, this is going to be a shootout. So, you need to wait until Sunday, see what the weather is going to well, be. I mean, go back to total. Buffalo. Go back to Buffalo, Miami, and Buffalo when they were throwing snowballs on a Saturday night <laughs> a month true. ago. And yeah. both teams went up and down the field. Dua didn't have any problem throwing the ball to Waddle or Tyreek. I, 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 but but that's without point. wind, though. Wind is what's going to screw wind, this whole thing. Right. Wind, wind can definitely affect it more than snow or inclement uh, or cold temperatures. Baldy, let me ask you this while we're talking about it, and we'll get more into this. Buffalo's wobbling, though, right? Allen's wobbling, right? I mean, I hear Nick from a betting perspective. Now, I'm just watching this with my football eyes. 
That wobble concerns me, and that is why the point spread is a little alarming. I'm not telling you Buffalo won't win, but I'm just like, well, okay, Carl, how well, dominant are they going to be? Well, here's the thing, Carl. I mean, they put up 34 points. Um, Miami, and points. Miami scored 31 with Skylar Thompson. Yeah, and so here's the deal is you think about all the bad football we watched this year, all the bad teams that we saw this year. I don't care if it was Chicago or Houston. Just name a team. We saw a lot of bad football and football teams. Buffalo Bills led the league in turnovers, and they continue to turn it over against the Dolphins. Like, I don't think it's going away. I think okay. it's who they are, whether it's fumbling at the goal line against the Minnesota Vikings to lose the game or fumbling against the Miami Dolphins week three and losing the game. Like, it's who they are. It, you have to. And so if you do that and you put the ball on the ground against Cincinnati, you know what Joe Burrow says as soon as he gets a turnover? I'm going to stick it right in your jugular. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting around and handing the ball off to Samaj P. Ryan. I'm going downtown to Jamar right now. Like, I'm going to make you pay. That's He's going to walk into that stadium in Buffalo with more swag than anybody else out there. Like, you give him the ball on a short field off the turnover, it's go time. And so I, I just think that's who Buffalo is at this point. They were good enough last week against a bad offense to overcome it, but I don't think – they can play anywhere near that style. Yet they still have to be aggressive. That's who Josh Allen is. Like he still has to run around and do this, make these magic plays, but it leads to a lot of bad plays. And those things get you beat in the postseason. All right, Nick, before we let you go, let's talk about this eight and a half point spread, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Tell me what you're thinking. Uh, obviously, I think most people are on Kansas City. Being at home, Mahomes is so good at home. They're trying to get what to their fifth AFC, fifth straight AFC championship. Obviously, everybody's looking at this, but don't sleep on Jacksonville. Yeah, I I slept on Jacksonville last week, and I got woken up, and I had less money than I did when the game started, which was not fun betting on Brandon Staley and the Chargers, so that was absolutely brutal. Um, point spread conversation, point spread's fine. Um, these two teams played back on November 13th at Arrowhead. Kansas City closed a 10-point favorite in the game, one by 10, so the bet it pushed. Um, Kansas City also, like, I think, dominated them in the game. Like the box score will kind of show that, but I don't know that necessarily matters two months later. So, okay. So Kent Jacksonville seven and one since then. So you obviously the Jaguars deserve to be upgraded. Obviously Kansas city's basically been rated the same all season that gets you to this range where Kansas city has got to be favored by more than a touchdown. If it were ever Kansas city minus seven, it would get bet immediately. Immediately people would bet that. And if it were ever Jacksonville plus 10, Jacksonville would get bet immediately. And that puts us in this range in between seven and a half and nine and a half. So we're right in the middle. It's like eight and a half or nine shaded more towards Kansas city going to 10. If I had to bet the game, I would bet Kansas city, but I don't have to bet the side of the game. I think the point spreads fine. You can tell me Jacksonville's going to cover. You can even tell me Jacksonville's going to win. And I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. Um, I'm going to bet the over in this game. And again, maybe this is really square to bet the over here. I think the one thing that I can be very confident in, actually, I like to add this note in for the Buffalo Cincy game as well. Like, I think Buffalo is going to score a lot in the game if the weather is okay. Now, maybe Buffalo's defense allows a lot of points also, but I think Buffalo will score a lot if the wind is okay. I think, and I think Kansas City is going to score a lot in this game also. Like, when Jacksonville's defense has to step up in class, they, they give up a ton of points. Now, Trevor Lawrence starts cooking later in the game, and, like, they score a lot of points also and can win the game. And that's what I think we're going to see here. Kansas City is going to score, and then Jacksonville's going to have to score, and Jacksonville has shown they can do that against better defenses than Kansas City's. So I like the over in the game. I think that would be my preferred play. I think the Chiefs are likely to win. Will they cover? I don't know. Flip a coin. 
What's the top what's top. the number? What's the over number? What's the over 50, under? It's high. Um, so it's fifty three. It opened fifty one and a half. So interest in the over already, which I think is appropriate. We talked about that on the show on Monday. Uh, I would I would still bet the over. I I think Kansas City scores into the 30s here. Jacksonville can definitely get into the high 20s, if not the 30s themselves, especially if they're in comeback mode with Trevor Lawrence. So I like the over in the game. I would not bet the point spread of the game. I think it's, again, like that's the dirty little secret, guys, of betting on these NFL playoff games. Like you get into the fourth quarter and like Dallas dominated Tampa. That was great. But flip a coin, basically, right? These point spreads are so on target. It's your job as a better is not to win the bet. You can't control what happens when the game starts. Your job is to make the best bet possible before the game starts. That's your job as a better. And then the game starts and whatever the hell happens is going to happen. And you can't control it. So much fun, guys. What a great time of the year for us as football fans to be enjoying the divisional round. We'll talk about the championship round next week. Nick, I know we got a show coming up this weekend. You've got shows coming up. Tell everybody where they can find you and what's coming up. Appreciate it very much. Love coming on with you guys. You better, you bet weekdays, three to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Search us, you bet, wherever uh, wherever you find your podcast. We're on YouTube, Twitch, the Odyssey app. Coming Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to noon. Um, and Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. nationally, getting you set to bet and win on the NFL playoffs. And a certain guy, put him up by the name of Paul Dukes, will join us on Sunday at 11.40 a.m. Eastern time to break down all the games and recap what we saw on Saturday. I can't wait. I'm super excited about this weekend, Baldy. I am. And I know we're going to talk about some more specific things, and I have some questions as well about some of the jobs that are open. But, Nick, great job as always, man. I can't wait until this weekend. I'll talk to you on Sunday, man. Wishing everybody minimal sweats when he bets. The absolute very best of luck. Nick, it's your time of the year, man. Enjoy it. All right? Go to work. God, uh, go Giants. Yep. Go enjoy the game. Baldy, yeah. Baldy, I've been working. I haven't had a day off since September. Yeah, <laughs> join the club, man. I, I go back to July, Nick. It's okay. Absolutely. All right, what do we do? <laughs> I was off in July, so I don't have you beat. <laughs> Take care. That's Nick Costos, guys, Later, guys, here on In the Huddle.